Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. It's time once again for Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself to talk about taxes. Everyone's favorite topic, taxes. We're going to do common uh, questions about taxes in retirement. So, you know, kind of take that standpoint of it's a... what are we in the end of totally end of October? No, first of November. Yeah, I think. First of November now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we start thinking about it, right? We mm-hmm. pay a little more attention to taxes at the end of the year. And a lot of tax planning going on right now year. for us at right. least. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's but that's all tax, you know, that's all tax preparation, Phil. Right. Yeah. For the calendar year versus the tax planning, uh, which is really, you know, kind of year over year kind of thing. So right. I got some most common retirement planning questions about taxes. Sure. Uh, for you to tackle because, you know, you you do this sort of thing. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Taxes is <laughs> a big piece of the, the discussion we talk about. So Right. And as a CPA, right, I mean, yep. obviously, you, you've been doing this long, long time. Long time. Uh, so I got a couple common ones here I want to go through. Sure. Let me start with this, though. A lot of people kind of wonder about the the current tax strategy, uh, you know, that they're that they're using while working mm-hmm. and then into retirement. And it's a different animal, right? So the same tax strategy that you're used while working when you get into retirement, it, should it be treated differently? Oh, absolutely. Because it, 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 when you're working, I mean, it's pretty limited, right? I mean, you, you make sure. what you make. Um, right. And depending upon you know what deductions you have, you may or may not itemize. And it's that's about it. It's pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of moving parts. And especially in today's tax rate, you know, under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which by the way is Again, technically set to expire at the end of 25. Right. Whether it does or not, we don't know. I mean, but on the books, the way it sits right now, it's going to end at the end of 25. But under that current um, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the standard deduction is really high. Right. And now most people don't itemize, you know, so I mean, it it comes down to just taking the standard deduction. So when you're working, it's, it's pretty straightforward. They made it easier with that. I mean, we'll we'll just get right to that because that was my next question, actually. Will I have enough deductions? But they've made it easier. Uh, right. For most people, it, it just yeah, doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah. You know, think what you want to think, whatever kind of political spin you want to put on that for people mm-hmm. who want to go down that avenue. But they did make it simpler, right? I think right. the idea was to make that whole process simpler mm-hmm. so that it's so high for married couples. What is it, 25 grand? Yeah, it's 25, uh, especially if you're over 65. It's it's almost 29 now. It's like 28. Oh, okay. Seven. Yeah. You know, so both couples are over 60, both uh, parties are over 65. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's a, probably not gonna it's, it's a significant number. Yeah. It's, you know, and if it's you think really of hard the, to itemize for the average person, right? Yeah. The big three that goes into that are typically mortgage interest, state and local taxes and charity. Yeah. Mortgage interest. Typically you're at the end of the mortgage, you know, in retirement, maybe, maybe not. It depends on your right, scenario, sure. but if not, you're at least later in the mortgage. So the interest is less. If you got 25 grand worth of deductions in those three, boy, you're making some change or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the state and local taxes is the one, at least in our neck of the woods that really got whacked because they limit it to 10,000. Okay. Okay. You know, so even if you had a, a couple of houses, you know, a residence and a like a cottage or something like that, and you're paying right. state of Michigan taxes in our area, you're probably well above the 10, but you only get 10, you know, and then there's charity, you know, so I mean, if you're yeah. not giving much in charity, the chances are, you know, most people as you enter retirement, you're probably not hitting those. Okay. So, so devil's advocate, mm-hmm. um, in 26, it goes back to the Obama era administration taxes yep. if they do nothing else, right? Right. Yep. Uh, they can always change this. This is always a, a flow and a, a work in progress. But yep. if they if they do nothing else, it goes back to that era. So, do people see uh, less or as many deductions in retirement 
in that kind of tax code or, well, or I mean, it, still it, no? It, it could because it, it kind of brings back the old standard deduction. So basically half, right? Right. You just think, think of it, you know, instead of that 28, maybe it's closer to 15 and it'll okay. be indexed from inflation from what it was then. Right. Your personal exemptions come back. Remember that concept? You know, you got deductions for the kids and you individually. Well, that comes back. Right. You know, so now the threshold isn't 28. Maybe it's only 15 or 16. So now you you have a possibility, you know, especially and the, the cap on state. But, but, taxes but I'm talking, right. But I'm talking retirement years versus working mm-hmm. years. Because right. you're probably not going to have the kids, for example. Right. So, the, I mean, the, the kids don't, that piece wouldn't really come into play. Right. But, I mean, it, it just comes into, on that standard deduction, the threshold drops dramatically. On average, you know, so, so do, think, do we see as many? Probably, probably not, though. I oh, no, you're still that. not going to have as many, but you're going to get quite a few more that come in, especially if you, yeah, you're okay. in a state that has higher property taxes and state income taxes. Yeah, the salt tax. Because right? the biggest thing, that salt tax, yeah, they call it, the, the cap goes away. So there's no no ten thousand cap anymore. It's unlimited, whatever you pay. Yeah. You know, and if you're charitably inclined at all, then yeah, you chances are you may. Again, you got to run the math just to see, but it becomes more of a viable option at that stage. Uh, most so, of us assume that we're going to be lower in in retirement too in the tax bracket, right? So this is the standard conversation, I guess, of the last however many mm-hmm. years you want to put on this, Phil. You've been doing this a while, but yep. It's, I think what happens is that we, in the last 30 years, let's say 35 mm-hmm. years, we get a job, we go to work, we're told to pump money into the 401k. Yep. When we get to retirement age, uh, we'll be, we'll be okay. And we'll be in a lower tax bracket. And that's just kind of the accepted norm. Right. I don't know how many people actually are and how many people actually think that that's accurate. Cause it really isn't, is it? Well, no. So most people think that's the case, right? I mean, yeah. that's to get your point, what we've been taught told all our yeah, life. You know, kind of you're going to be in a lower bracket in retirement, less income. So, you know, just postpone that, delay it, delay yeah, it, delay it, right. <laughs> you know, push, kick that can down the road. So to speak. Exactly. Our government's done a great example of that for us to yeah. how to kick the can down the road. Right. But unfortunately, if, if you've saved well, right. Especially if you have been higher earners, mm-hmm. um, married couple, especially, because now you got two high social security benefits. Right. If now there's a pension involved, and you've saved in a, a, a 401k retirement plan of some sort, mm-hmm. chances are you're not going to be in a lower tax bracket. And very often right. I see clients, by the time everything kicks in with required distributions, the pension, Social Security, even if we take the pension out, you're going to get pushed into possibly the same, if not higher, even if tax brackets don't go up. Yeah. Just because you have all these different streams of income. And, and that's one of the things that really makes retirement taxes significantly different than working taxes. In working, it's, I've got my wages and maybe deductions, you know, itemized or not. That's it. You know, in retirement. Planning is way more critical in retirement because it's the the adage of it's not what you make, it's what you keep really comes into play because now you've made it. uh, You know, the the money's been made. Now, how do you hang on to it? Right. And there's more options. There's that's, you've got a lot of planning strategies that come into play. Social security. Do I delay it? Do I take it early? You know, there's pros and cons. The tax side of social security is worst case, only 85% of it's taxable, you know, and it could be even less of that if we can manage and reduce some of your other types of of income. Right. Of the streams. Yeah. So we might be able to reduce the taxability of your social security by delaying that, growing it, making it a bigger portion of your income later on. Yeah. You know, Roth conversions comes into that strategy of, you know, maybe I don't wait till 72 and I have to take the money. Maybe I start moving and paying taxes early. Yeah. 
Well, there's all sorts of strategies. Pensions, you know, you get it's into a the big pension. animal to manage for sure. Oh, there's yeah. So it's and I hear this all the time, especially when I'm teaching a class again tonight. You know, when we start to go through these different pieces and say, well, you've got this option and this option and this option. It's you've got a lot of moving parts. And as you change this one, this changes and then that changes. You mentioned like, you know, the Roth, for example. So all mm-hmm. retirement accounts are not taxed the same. Think about the buckets. We talk often about income yep. buckets. Well, you have tax buckets too, right? It's kind of right. retirement tax buckets and they're all taxed a little differently. Yeah. So there's three tax buckets, we call them. Okay. You know, taxable investments, that's going to be after tax money that's gone in. Mm-hmm. Um, you already pay tax on the principal, interest, dividends, capital gains that get earned on that account. You pay tax on even if you reinvest it. Okay. All right. So I always say you, you've got a taxable investment if you get a 1099 interest dividend, 1099B at the end of the year. That's a taxable type investment, right? Taxable right. as far as the earnings go. And the key there is even if you reinvest it, you're not touching it, you just let it grow. Mm-hmm. Tax deferred, that's the retirement accounts, you know, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, RSP, I mean, there's a hundred names for them, but it's <laughs> the alphabet tra- soup. Right? It's a traditional retirement account, tax deferred, right? All the money gone in that you've, you've contributed, that's then tax deferred, you've taken yeah, a deduction the for it. Kicking, right? All the, the growth in that account has been deferred, right? That's the whole concept of, I'm going to be in a lower bracket when I retire. And that's where everyone's put the majority of their money is in that tax deferred bucket. And the, the caveat there is, yeah, you can defer it, but that deferral ends at 72 now. Right. You know, So at 72, you're forced to start taking that required distribution. And again, back to that prior question, often people are not, I talk to advisors all over the country, yep. More times than not, people are not in a lower tax bracket. They think they will be, and they're not. And, and I think here now, when you build everything into play, yeah. yeah. And let me add this to that, Phil, real fast: is is it doable? Yes, I oh, think. Absolutely. I think the misconception to that is that we think that it's kind of like the inevitability of retirement that it will just happen. Hey, I arrived at sixty-five, and I'm in a lower tax bracket naturally, right? Yes. And it's like no, probably not, but. With tax planning, the things that you were just talking about, some of the different examples, you can probably get into a lower bracket, but you can't just expect it to happen just kind of given to you. Right. I mean, it's not going to be, there's no way to avoid the tax, right? That's always big. I want to avoid the tax. Well, I'm sorry. That's management, right? The tax deferred bucket, the, the agreement you made with the IRS is they would let you defer it to an extent, right? Right. Anytime the money comes out, is it's taxed. And that's always the challenge in that bucket is the tax rate you pay on that bucket is determined at the point the money comes out. So if, if you pick when it comes out, you're much more in control and can manage that. If you wait till it happens, and I always joke in my class, there's two plans. This is the one you develop, right? Sure. <laughs> You've run the strategies and figured out this is what I think makes the most sense and let's do this. Yeah. Or there's the default government plan. I mean, they've got a plan for you. You, really, you don't do nothing. You really want your own plan. Yeah. Here's yeah. the plan. At 72, this is what you have to take. I don't care if you don't need it. You have to take it. We want our tax dollar. It's, that's the agreement you made. So, and they can't make up their mind what they want to do because they keep changing it on the regular, as we all know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's always yeah. a moving target. But, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this one up. We hear a lot of these tax-free incomes in retirement, right? Right. So... How viable is that? Is it a real strategy and how viable is it? You know, so to have a tax free. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's absolutely viable. It obviously depends on your scenario. And when we say tax free, again, it's not, you're not avoiding the tax. There's no way to to not pay the tax in that tax deferred bucket. Tax free, if you're talking about that, is how do you get there? 
right? Yeah. To, so to get there, yeah, there are ways to let's move it and do conversion. I mean, you can convert everything, get it into a Roth. Now it's tax-free in the Roth. It wasn't tax-free going. Now. <laughs> you know, you, you paid a, a pretty big tax bill to get there. Yeah. So it's a matter of having a strategy. And to me, you got to be very careful with this, <clears throat> excuse me, the whole concept of tax-free. I can get you there if you want. I can tell you for a lot of clients that might not make sense. Okay. Because the tax bill you would have to pay today is going to push you beyond what you might have ever seen in retirement. Yeah. You know, so hitting even if you're, even if you're managing it, because you definitely don't want to do this wholesale, right? Even if you were oh, doing no. it incrementally, it could still maybe not be the right fit for you. Right. Yeah. And, and this is where I see a lot of mistakes being made in tax planning around you know Roth conversions and that whole strategy is right. It's the big hype today, right? Oh, taxes sure, yeah. growing up. We got a plan for it. Let's do it, you know. And people are paying oftentimes way too much tax, mm. you know, because the way we look at it is, I, I like to map a scenario out to say, okay, if we do nothing and just let this happen, what does it look like? Sure. So now we know the the obstacles, right? The targets that somebody's going to be in. Now let's look back and see, well, what does a strategy from a conversion standpoint look like? How how much tax does it make sense to pay today? Right. At these lower rates, you know, and we're always planning based on if the rates that are on the books stay and, and they go up like they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. If that happens, you know, what's the right strategy? So it's a matter of having that plan and running the math to compare pro and con, you know, maybe tax-free is doable. And I have some clients that it is, you know, it depends on their very scenario to see what kind of a conversion strategy manipulation do we need to do to get you there? And does so, it make sense? So not just necessarily kind of falling for that marketing hype of saying, have a tax-free yeah. income in retirement. And you're like, yes, that sounds and, great. And that's exactly what it is. It's very often, and we talked about this, you know, the, the marketing the, the before, money, yeah. but it, it, it is, it's a marketing hype. And I yeah. have nothing against tax-free. If we can get you tax-free, that's awesome. Right. You know, let's, let's do it because, <laughs> you know, the, the old adage there, the, the great concept there is that, well, yeah, but if tax rates double and you're in the 0% bracket, it doesn't hurt you. Right. 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 Which is absolutely true. But sure. to get there, if you had to, to give up so much in taxes because it puts you too high in a bracket, maybe it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it, part of the planning process is that looking forward to what taxes might be. Final one here on a common question for taxes, Phil the income tax-free state kind of conversation, oh, yeah. right? Uh, as, as Michiganders, snowbirds, right? A lot oh, yeah. of people want to go someplace warm, cool. Florida, you know, for example, gets to be mm -hmm. on the radar. But how viable or how effective is it to go, well, I'm going to move to a state that has no income tax, and that's going to help me with my taxes in retirement. My first gut is if that's the only reason you're moving, right? it's probably silly because you're going to pay it somewhere. Like, state taxes, car insurance, what I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like taxes on something is probably going to get you yes. into that same kind of random number. If it's a benefit, sure. But I don't know if I would make it the sole reason I moved to a state. What do you No, what do you absolutely. Mean? I mean, the old, the old concept of don't let the tax tail wag the dog, so to speak, right? So I mean, don't pick the state of, you know, I'm going to move to Florida because they have no state income tax. That's awesome. Right. Well, okay. Understand every state has a tax structure. They have income taxes, potentially, here's what they have as options, income taxes, sales tax, property tax. Right. You know, and, and when you get into sales tax, there's state income or sales tax, and then there's local. You know, Michigan, we have state, we don't have local sales tax. Hmm. You mm -hmm. get into to Florida, yeah, you don't have any state income taxes, but what are your property taxes? What is your sales tax? Oh, and by the way, they do have local sales taxes as well. So depending on the county you're in, 
So you've got to look at the big picture and factors, you know, and to your point, it can't be the main reason you do it. Do I have clients that, that change residency? Absolutely. You're a Mm -hmm. snowbird. You know, it comes down to really having, where do you spend the majority of your time? And it's not just, it's not an easy process. You have to go through and prove, especially in Florida, because they've gotten very, very picky. They got savvy. They got wise. Claiming residence. Yes. Because I mean, you've got to prove that, Hey, this is my residence. And it's not just, I changed my driver's license. You know, everything's down there. Voters registration, you know, what's your resident. I mean, there's utility bills. They want to see the whole gamut. They want to know that this is your residence. Gotcha. You know, so the, it's, it's a difficult process. Can it be worth it? Sure. We've got clients that we're doing Roth conversions on. Yeah. For them, it makes a lot of sense because okay. they were, yeah. they were already kind of on that border of, you know, well, I'm spending a lot of time there anyways. If I, if I spend just a little more time and qualify, Right, right. Now, as I'm doing the conversion, I no longer have to pay the state income tax at four and a quarter percent. Yeah. And on a hundred grand, I mean, that's $4,000, you know? True, true. What is it? Florida, Tennessee, uh, Texas. Yeah, the Florida, Tennessee, Texas um, are the big ones. Nevada? Um, I, think, I think Nevada is another yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. So there's a couple. Yeah. We, and, and I had to bring that up because, you know, the last year we've seen that, that oh, mass yeah. exodus from California obviously being the highest one, but also right, that's exactly people are leaving yeah. California for that yeah. amongst other but the, reasons. But the but yeah. snowbird thing certainly makes a lot of sense in this conversation as well. So, yeah. So um, what I wouldn't recommend making that move just because of that, but I mean, yeah. if that is your plan, if you're, you know, that snowbird, you know, um, or you were just planning on doing that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the pieces to look at. One of the factors when you're going into a new state as a resident, understand how do they get their money? Be proactive yes. when it comes to some of these common uh, retirement planning questions around taxes. And again, Phil's a CPA and a personal financial specialist. Been doing this a long time. So if you need some help, reach out to him or any advisor. Talk with your advisor, but just make sure that they have that tax side of things as well. A lot of times advisors don't really mess with taxes. They say, well, let's also talk to your CPA. Uh, and if they're not doing that, make sure that they're bringing them into the conversation as well. Yeah, for the things that they're doing. So, folks, reach out to him. Give him a call if you need some help. 248-888-7530. It's on the screen if you're watching. 248-888-7530. Or stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. That's the podcast website, but it'll also link you back around. But you can also, you know, lots of good tools, tips, and resources. Subscribe to the show, all that good kind of stuff. And we will see you next time. For Phil Putney, I'm Mark Killian. We'll catch you later on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.